then again, you know, I've also seen them put a lot of music out there. They say that that's the social trend, but most people are like, this stinks. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of music out there. Yeah. But, I mean, when I was growing up, as a teenager, I was constantly looking for Christian music that was similar to the secular music that I liked. Mm -hmm. um, and I did find some, but the um, at that time, you're talking uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, striper? Oh, I love Striper. Well, I mean, I'm wearing yeah. Striper. <laughs> T-shirt. Uh, I mean, I got all of their stuff, yeah. you know. And But there were other bands. Uh, there was like a White Cross. Right. right. They, they were very cool. But then there were other bands that just, the production was so bad. Yeah. The songs might have been good yeah. if you could actually like hear them yeah. over the poor production. And then, and then when, I'm going to say the late 90s came, there was so much bad music that yeah. came out, especially in the Christian Oh, absolutely. They were billing it as Christian. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But like the alternative scene I, stuff. Yeah, but I listened to more alternative than the 90s. I enjoyed what was coming out. Mm. And then, even though a lot of them were one-hit wonders. Yeah. No, but Christian music in the 90s was, again, it's just my opinion, but I don't think um, Christians should get a lot of recognition for the music they write. Um, if it's true worship, mm. I don't think that uh, there should be the Dove Awards and that there should be a hierarchy or a grading of Christian music. Because yeah. it almost literally secularizes it. Yeah, I... You know, so I, you, know, you mentioned Rich Mullins. Yeah. He didn't want to be bothered with any of that. Yeah. He wrote how great... Um, you just sing it. Awesome God. Mm -hmm. He wrote for Amy Grant. He gave it all away. He says, mm -hmm. I don't want the accolades and the fame. You know, he lived simply in somebody's um, attic in one room and drove a Jeep, mm -hmm. you know? He had, he had a lot of money, but he did not want the fame and the accolades, and I think that's admirable. Yeah. 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 I don't think a pastor should, you know, have a flashy car yeah. and nice suits, but that's a whole other podcast, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, so. in, a lot of me really, really agrees with that, but when I think of... We'll just use Striper because they were in that in their time in the Christian music realm there was no one better well known right more controversial right right and uh, heavy metal Christian music and yikes they uh, they came at a time for me when music was just so important and I was in a school or what you listened to was also important. Right, it defined who you were. It, it was a big yeah. part of your definition. And to have, you know, that Striper logo on the back of my jacket <laughs> was, yeah. it, it came in, a uh, conversation came in two ways because because they were metal, it yeah. was a rite of passage. Right. But because they were Christian, yeah. you know, I could have had, you know, the ham sandwich thrown at the back of my head because right. of, right. you know, or because I, you know, I get some kind of compliment. But it was for the secular kids uh, a sign that that you were, in fact, different. Now, I didn't 
realize that that was going to happen until it started to happen. Once it did, I didn't really care, you know, and uh, because it gave a good way for conversation sometimes. Um, some, some, you know, some of the kids were knuckleheads and you can only get in, get them to understand certain things, you know, but, um, but others, you know, it was, they, that, that music really helped me stay on, on a certain path, you know, and, uh, even though I personally, I don't like being in the forefront. Mm -hmm. I don't see value in it for my own life. Mm -hmm. If they weren't in the forefront, I might have different outlooks on life, and I might have chosen some different paths from then till now. And uh, you know, and I always appreciated that. And that's that was the biggest reason why I wanted to to even pursue music. So yeah. maybe I can be that to somebody else. But and maybe cool. maybe I could or or was, maybe I was. But uh, I couldn't handle everything else that was about you know, about music. It was the whole scene was just like yeah. not who I am. Yeah. You know, it's just not. I love you know, taking that bass and just playing something heavy with somebody and I could put that back down and go home. You know, I didn't care where it was, whether it was in front of a hundred people, a couple hundred people, or in front of nobody. I didn't care because it was the experience of playing that with different people and stuff that, that I liked. But, um, I got no, you know, I talked to a lot of people, most people who performed in front of other people, they, they get this charge from the audience and stuff, right? I never got it. Mm -hmm. Like I never once felt that. Yeah. Like Connection. when you hear persons screaming yeah. or shouting because they love what you're playing. Yeah. Felt nothing. Wow. And it was weird, <laughs> you know, uh, when I st step back and look at it. But it was one of the signs that it wasn't learning about who you are, man, and who you're not.